portion of God's Word before us this evening comes from the first book, from Genesis chapter 3, beginning at verse 21. We read, The Lord God made clothing of animal skins for Adam and for his wife and clothed them. The Lord God said, Look, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Now, so that he does not reach out his hand and also take from the tree of life and eat and live forever, the Lord God sent him and his wife from the Garden of Eden to work the soil from which he had been taken. So he drove the man out, and in front of the Garden of Eden, he stationed cherubim and a flaming sword, which turned in every direction to guard the way to the tree of life. The word we consider. Where do you plan on spending Christmas? Those plans are probably already in place. Preparations are going on. But, but where do you want to spend Christmas? For many, they want to spend it at home. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that your current house where you live, or are you talking about maybe your childhood home? There's even a song about it, I'll Be Home for Christmas. A lot of times that thought of spending home, being home for Christmas has to do with the warmth, the camaraderie, the, the togetherness with, with friends and family, all those wonderful shared memories. Sometimes the opposite is also true. If you aren't able to get home for Christmas, whether it be because of work or or being deployed or because of weather or just unable to travel, you can start to feel that emptiness, that separation, that sadness. It's that kind of sadness that we have from our God apart from, from Christ. Which is exactly why God sent Jesus that first Christmas. He gifted us the perfect home, one that we lost. But he sent Jesus to give it back. That's why we needed him to be sent. That's why it is necessary for us to celebrate Christmas why it was necessary for Jesus to come at Christmas. In order to understand that why, we need to actually go all the way back. Think of that perfect, ideal home. It was quite a setting. With such wonderful blessings that God gave. A perfect earth. A perfect world in which he gave Adam and Eve, he gave us the perfect home. And and look at these wonderful blessings. He gave them complete physical provision. All of those beautiful trees, not to mention all the fruit that they could possibly want, enough to eat, they had a full pantry their entire life. What a blessing. He even gave them work. Yes, blessing is a work. Even in a perfect world, God gave work. And he put Adam and Eve into this world to 
to work it, to care for it. A blessing that we still have today, right? That work is a blessing and, and very important in our lives, even when we're done with, with those maybe full-time career jobs, we still want those opportunities to work and purpose and joy of that. In that perfect world, in that perfect home, he also gave such wonderful intimate relationships. Not good for man to be alone. So he gave the perfect companion, the perfect helper. And the joy of those relationships, those intimate relationships of family and friends, it's important that that even if you live alone, to not always be alone. To have those relationships outside of the house, which is also a great blessing and wonderful reason why we have a church, because we have our family right here, where we have brothers and sisters in Christ. And then comes that most important one. That sweet fellowship, that perfect relationship with our Heavenly Father, our Creator, our God. Who came and walked in the garden, spent time with us. Perfect. Quite the utopia, isn't it? What more could we possibly ask for? It's the ideal home. So why aren't we still there? If it was perfect, and it was perfect, if it was that true, why aren't we still in that garden? God gave it. God made a perfect world, made perfect humans, put them in this perfect home, and Adam and Eve got to spend some time in there. We don't know how much it was, but they got to spend some time. So why aren't we still there in that garden, in that home? Well, we know the answer to that. After talking to the serpent, seeing the fruit was pleasing to the eye and desiring wisdom, Eve took some and ate, gave some to her husband Adam, And he ate. And now introduced into this perfect home, into this perfect world, was sin. Sin. Disobedience to God. Breaking God's command. His command. He he had a simple house rule, right? House rules are very important, and the Garden of Eden had one. You can eat of all of the trees, except this one. All of the trees are are perfect for you to eat, except for the one right there in the middle, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The house rules, when, when kept, when done right, are for the good of the house and the good of those living in the home. And yet, Adam and Eve, they broke it. It's easy to look and say, you had one job to do. And yet they broke it. And into this perfect world comes, as always comes with sin, the consequences. 
And because this world was perfect, because their home was so perfect, the consequences were quite severe. That intimate relationship, that perfect relationship that that Adam had with Eve, that one where they had no shame, now it was broken. A rift started. It didn't take long before they started to play the blame game. And they were filled with shame. We're still blessed with those intimate relationships, and yet we now see the consequences as homes are broken. And we know that our spouses and children aren't perfect. Work is still a wonderful blessing that we have, and yet now... It's not going to be easy. Work is now going to be a toil. Trying. Still gives us purpose, but now tainted with sin. We're still blessed with plenty to eat, all that we need for body and life, but now that life is going to have an end date to it. Because now we're going to die. Death and dying are now part of this world. And the worst, that sweet, beautiful, perfect relationship with God, we're now separated from him. When he came walking in that garden, which they knew when he was there, meaning he'd done it before, and and now they ran, now they hid, Now we run, now we hide and cover ourselves in our shame, in our guilt, in our fear. We had a perfect home. And now because of all these consequences, because of this sin, now now God has to do something that that is... It seems harsh, but was needed to be done. God sent the man and his wife out of the garden. And the Lord said, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him, exiled him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had taken. God had created and gave us a beautiful, perfect home, and now now we lost it. And not only were we exiled, not only were we banished from it, but we were also barred from ever coming back to it. As he put there a cherubim and flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the tree of life. Now, no longer were we going to be able to go back to our perfect home. Why? Why can't we go back to the perfect home? Well, because God said, as we heard in our reading earlier, be holy as I am holy. And we are no longer. We are no longer able to stand in the presence of a perfect and holy God. And because of our sin, 
and all of the consequences that come to our sin, no longer are we allowed to go into that garden of Eden to grab that fruit from that tree of life and eat and live forever. And that's actually for our benefit. That's for our blessing because God didn't want us to have to live in those consequences forever. To live with the consequence of the broken home and broken relationships and the toil of this earth and death forever. God didn't want us to live separated from him for all eternity. And so he kicked us from our home. We lost our home But that's why God sent Jesus. That's why we prepare our hearts and celebrate the coming of our Savior. We had a perfect home and we lost it. Clothed ourselves with shame and guilt. But God sent Jesus. God sent Jesus to take all of that guilt, to take all of that shame, to take it on himself, to take that punishment of exile itself, separation from God. Took it on that cross so that we we could be called home, called back to be with our Heavenly Father for all eternity, called back to be in that perfect ideal home with God for all time where we could once again reach out and eat of that fruit of the tree of life. Yes, we lost our perfect home. But God sent his son so that he could give us back that perfect home. That perfect home, which means we are going to be back in the warmth and embrace of our Heavenly Father. And that's why he says, come. Come home. Come home for Christmas. Because of Jesus, we get to go home. Amen. The peace of God which transcends all understanding. Guard your hearts and minds in our Savior Jesus. Amen.